Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ramble. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. My name is Maggie. I'm one of your hosts, and I am joined today by Miss Becky. Hello. Rachel is Hi. here today as well. And Rainy on the ones and twos. Here we are. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Matt is off supporting a friend, which we yes. love to see. Yes. Um, but he really wanted to be here today. Yes. So he's sad. I know. So this is a very exciting episode. Becky is going to be talking about what she's been up to the last couple months. And then next episode, we will have Keith to hear his side of the story. So where do we go from here? Guys, it's actually been like three months since I have sat upon this (gasps) chair. How's it feel on your tushy? Still kind of uncomfortable. These are my favorite (laughs) chairs. Yes. I won't lie, but it feels good to be here. I know. It feels nice to be back. So where have you been? You want to start with that? Yeah. Uh, where have I been? Where have you been? <laughs> I've been all over the world. No, I haven't been all over the world. <laughs> um, so a few months ago, Keith and I were on vacation with Jared Popkin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as one does. <laughs> as one does. Um, we are everyone's favorite thruple. Yeah. Um, we were on vacation and I was pregnant. Yep. And my water broke. Uh, two months early and I wasn't in labor. Mm-mm. So we had to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and everything is good and healthy. We'll preface with that so that if anyone's like, I don't know, baby stuff and like labor and birth are like very, I think, triggering things for some people. Mm-hmm. So if that's you and you don't want to listen to this, go ahead and skip it. We have a healthy baby. Gender is a construct. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're sitting here with us. I'm here. I'm You're healthy. Yeah. Everybody's ha- healthy, happy, and safe. So yes. you can go ahead and skip this whole episode if you want. Yes. Um, but yeah, we had a baby. You had a baby. He, he was here. He, he was, was here, here with he's, us. Yeah, he likes to come out to the office. Mm-hmm. He parties. No, but I mean, he's been podcasting with us like before you left. And- oh, yeah, technically, yeah. 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 He's <laughs> like, what do you mean he's, he was here? He's here. Yes, he was here and the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been sitting with us. Yes, he loves to sit with us. He was on Guilty Pleasures. He enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did not think we would talk about having a baby like that's what I've you know said mm-hmm. before I was like one day we'll just show up yeah even long ago you said like I'm not gonna like put my pregnancy out on the internet no 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 no. I was always just like eh. mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so mm-hmm. many I'm too paranoid I'm too anxious like things can go wrong mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I end up having a high-risk pregnancy which yep. did end up happening mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things where you're like eh, I'd rather just not until we know everything's all good. Yeah. Um, but I do think a lot of things happened with my pregnancy that were like, and again, I'm not speaking for everyone who's given birth, I'm not speaking for mm-hmm. everyone who's been in the NICU. No, this Nothing is your like experience. This is just truly my own. I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you advice. Do we need any other disclaimers? <laughs> no, I think, um, I think there is a long tradition of lots of people sharing birth stories with each other. Yeah. Like, both in person, I've heard almost all of my good friends, their birth stories, mm-hmm. because birth is a wildly unpredictable, improvised event. And yeah. I 
I sort of like to tell new moms, I think everyone gets something. I've never oh, heard yeah. of a first time birth where it was like, and that was the loveliest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> something occurs. It's a wild thing. Yeah. So like, I think in terms of sharing with the community of moms, like sharing your birth yeah. story is helpful because no two birth stories really look the same. So we had been trying to get pregnant for about a year mm-hmm. and we were actually like just at the point where um, most OBs and our our OB or not OB, but my general doctor mm-hmm. was like, we can't start doing fertility testing until it's been a year of trying. And how do they even know? Are they well, in your little bedroom? Okay, below? you want the Rachel anyway, Cole anyway. perspective? We're not going to get into that. Go ahead. <laughs> I will say I got my IUD out. So they right. had a pretty distinct oh, <laughs> time okay. of but when it But your reproductive <laughs> endocrinologist wouldn't know that. I tell people, just tell them you've been trying for a year. Because mm. I'm like, then it takes, yeah. once I saw an RE, it took another like six months. Yeah. So mm. if you are not, if you're not getting any younger, I'm mm. like, just go for it. Yeah. Mm. I had a lot of friends who was very similar where they had gone to see their doctor. It had been the year and it was probably another like three to four months before they even got all their appointments in order yeah, and stuff like right. that. Like it takes, it seems to be months. a very long process and I'm a very glad that we did not have to do that. Yeah. Especially like. When you're trying, every month, four I'm months sure seems is, like a long time. It is yeah. such. A I long know in time. hindsight, it doesn't. That's seem not like that long, lot. but when you're in it, it feels forever. Oh yeah. So I'm always like, just tell them you've been trying for a year. Go go go. <laughs> yeah. Get some get some help. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just everybody's different. And I had gotten t- some tests done in terms of like blood tests just to make sure mm-hmm. that everything was good. Turns out they did not test for everything. Oh yeah, um, they only taste like one. I think they taste they test your like AML or something. Like yeah. That. So the one that I if I had gotten tested if they had tested it sooner in my blood, there's a chance we could have gotten pregnant sooner, which was my progesterone level was mm-hmm. very, very low. Mm-hmm. Like almost non existent mm-hmm. low. So I had to start progesterone once I got pregnant. Um so we actually Yeah, we had gone through about a year. So by the time I actually found out I was pregnant, I was five weeks pregnant. Because mm-hmm. it starts from the time you had your last period to when you miss your period. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, I was only able to get a doctor's appointment because I was bleeding. So if I oh. was in a state like Texas and oh. something was very wrong, I would not be allowed to get an abortion at that point. Like, wow. because oh. most it's just and nothing felt different about my body. Yeah. Like, right. I, if I had not been, you know, if we hadn't been trying for a year and I wasn't testing all the time, like peeing on a you wouldn't stick, have known. Would no. not have known. And that is why we need like. Let's yeah. let everyone get abortions if they want to. I think yeah. the most torturous thing we can do to people is make them be pregnant. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, not fun. And Didn't like it, don't recommend it. <laughs> in a country that provides absolutely no resources for childcare at None. all whatsoever once you have the baby. So it's like you have to keep this baby and also good fucking luck to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anyone that's confused about why we need more policies that don't discriminate against when you got pregnant. It's because you truly, truly will not know you're pregnant. Yeah. Until, you know, it could be 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, even, it was even hard. I think I was, yeah, I was five weeks pregnant and then I started bleeding at six weeks. And had I not been, my appointment was scheduled for eight weeks. Wow. Right. So it wasn't you like even your get in to see a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was kind of not good that I was bleeding because that's scary. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck. You know, we've been trying mm-hmm. for a year and 
bleeding is like not the best sign of things. No. Um, but that did lead us to getting an internal ultrasound, which I've had before. I've had like three or four internal ultrasounds. Mm-hmm. And nobody has ever in my life said the words bicornuate uterus to me. Mm-hmm. Ever. Do you think they didn't know? How I have could they have no missed this? Idea. I don't know if they weren't looking for it if they uh-huh. I mean because they were looking when I had gone for ultrasounds before they were looking for something else you know looking to yeah. see if my IUD was in the right place was usually what it was mm-hmm. I um, guess an IUD isn't as far up though that's I just think that some of them have like, like really, a limited yeah uh, like view skill. range yeah because yeah. I think that because of your experience the last vaginal ultrasound I had I was like everything look good my yeah. friend found out this about hearts. And they were like, <laughs> you're like, what does like, shape look like? My friend's looks like this. What does mine look like? Yeah. And they yeah. were like, I actually can't really tell. But I mean. Yeah. Because what they, you have is rare, but it's not like ultra rare. Yeah. Like this is a thing they should be able to tell. Yeah. So this, so having a bike, there are different shapes of uteruses. Um, <laughs> did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know no either. No clue. TikTok um, also taught me there are different shapes of vaginas. I didn't know oh. that. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, You've seen like art, right? Art. Maggie in general. Is Maggie art. is moving her arms for those listening in the shape of like an L, like she's a dancer. You've seen like you've been I in don't museums. Know. You know, I've seen a collage of just <laughs> like different. I thought it was like, you know, like arms. Like they're all kind of the same without being identical. Right? Oh. Okay. But TikTok showed me some molds <laughs> and I was like, wow, they're very different. Looking. Yeah, think about hands. Hands are different. Like my, my hands do not. Oh, oh. all right. So anyway, what's your um, uterus shaped like? Yeah. So uh, a, a typical uterus is like the shape of like a pear or like you know kind of roundish. Mm-hmm. Um, but about three percent of people have a bicornuate uterus, which is what I have. Which is when I was in my mother's tummy, my uterus, as it was trying to form, stopped. So instead of going all the way up, it stopped, and it looks like a heart. Your little heart. So they call it a heart-shaped uterus. And they call the two little sides of it a horn, which is not so cute. I'm like, why can't we call it like heart half? (laughs) Like he's in my right heart heart half, my left heart half. Yeah. (laughs) The horns. The horns. But you have horns. Yeah. So I have horns. Um, And so they could be different. You could also have like a septate uterus. I think I'm saying it right. And that means they're totally separate. Mm. Um, Also with bicornate uteruses, they can be different. Depths. The heart right. could be like a teeny little heart. It could be a really deep heart. It could be a medium heart, mm. whatever. Um, but they don't typically like look for that. You'll usually only see it if you have a C-section because mm-hmm. they're opening you up and they'll be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Or if you someone catches it like mine where it's like usually you would get like a scan also to see if you had it. Mm-hmm. Mine, they were always like, oh, no, you've got one. So we were like, oh, mm, so we're pretty deep here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're pretty it's very deep, clear. Very clear, very clear. Um, and it was crazy because it was one of those things where like the ultrasound tech was like, did you know you have a bicornuate uterus? And I was like, no, what's that? And then she kind of tells us about it. And then you just leave. You just uh-huh. go home and you get to go on your phone and Google like oh. horrible things. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, scary things. It's I'm very sure. scary things. Google it's only scary. Unhinged. Yeah, it's definitely. And that's another reason why I want to talk about it because like if you do get that information, it's not always horrible. Like mm-hmm. my... OB and my high-risk doctor were both like, Maggie came with me to one of my appointments. They're like, okay, tell me what you Googled. And I like listed all <laughs> the things that I had heard about having this bicornuate uterus. Yeah. Um, and because at that point I had other things 
which we'll get to. So fun. <laughs> if there's a 10% chance you can get something during pregnancy, uh-huh. I got it. Except uh-huh. for gestational diabetes. I was very scared. I was uh-huh. like, I'm going to get it. I was like, I have all well, these other things. I'm going to have gestational diabetes. And you also diabetes. love candy more hey, than anyone. it has anyone. nothing to do with the amount of candy you eat. <laughs> no. I Googled it. I Googled it. It's Googled not it. that you would cause it. It's that you would suffer more because you love having oh, a little yeah. sweet treat every day. absolutely yeah. so sad. Yeah. Yes. That mm-hmm. would be, that would have been hard. Mm-hmm. It would have been um, hard for you. Yeah, so we found out I had the bicornea uterus. We had our appointment with our doctor. She was like, most people have a totally normal pregnancy. The only thing we have to worry about is basically he could only grow in one side of my uterus. So it's right. 50% of uterus to grow in. Mm-hmm. So the fear is that he wouldn't get, he would get too big. He would have growth restriction. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, you know what, right now? He's measuring totally good. Fine. He's measuring good. Like, you're all good. We'll see you back in a couple weeks to do your anatomy scan, which Maggie actually came with me Mm because Keith was out of town. Mm -hmm. And because anatomy scans are kind of scary. That's when they're looking at like the heart, the brains, the limbs, the, they look at everything of your baby to make sure everything's tracking well. Um, And so we had our anatomy scan and they're like, yeah, we really can't see anything. And we were like, "Mm, why? (laughs) Um, And it was because I have an anterior placenta, which that I had heard about on TikTok before. Um, so basically, you either have an anterior or posterior, yeah, posterior, mm-hmm. some sort of other terior placenta. You either Tear. have it on in- the front of your uterus and the yeah. baby's under it, or you have it on the back and the baby's in front of it, yeah. mm-hmm. or you have both and you have your twins in between. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it has to attach to one side or the other, yes. so it attaches on the front or on the back. Right. So mine was attached on the front. And since he's only growing in 50% of a uterus, mm. my placenta was completely covering that side of it. Right. So they so can see him as well. They can't see him as well. Finding a heartbeat's a lot harder because um, your placenta like makes noise and it's like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. Um, and I remember they, they kept telling you. Your placenta makes noise? Yeah. It goes yeah. like whoosh. As blood whoosh, flow. Whoosh. Oh, like a heart. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but remember they kept the asking, they kept reassuring you like, oh, if you don't feel movement, then that's when. And Becky's yeah. like, well, I have my potenta prevents me from feeling any kind uh-huh. of movement. So yeah. like, how am I supposed to know when I should be worried? Cause like at a yeah. certain amount of weeks you should be feeling, you should be doing like kick counts where you're right. kind of feeling the baby move. And I really, my entire pregnancy only felt him move once or twice a day. Uh-huh. And when we first probably like, I don't know, maybe 26 weeks, 27 weeks, we went to the emergency room just to make uh-huh. sure that everything was okay. Cause I was uh-huh. like, we would put Harry Styles on my stomach and I'd be like, I don't know if I'm blowing out this kid's eardrums, but like, I need you to like uh-huh. punch me somewhere so that I know you're still there. Yeah. Um, and we went in and everything oh, was obviously was so totally still. fine. It's not that he's still, it's you can't feel it. You can't yeah. feel it. Because the placenta is preventing it from When did from you feeling start it. feeling him move? A long time. Probably like, I probably didn't, maybe t- past 20 weeks I'm yeah. looking at you because okay. you're at the anatomy scan yeah. I'm like I don't think I was feeling him move by the anatomy scan yeah. it was late 20s when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Is when I felt anything at all, and even that was like a very... It was so subtle, like almost right. like mm-hmm. a burp or like a little bit of pressure, but mm-hmm. not anything in like particular. Like feet or anything like that, just because yeah. the anatomy. Yeah, and there was never a point where like sometimes you'll see other people like showing, you can see like a little like foot. the foot push uh-huh. out or something like that. Like that never happened. It was always pretty mm-hmm. like rounded. Um, but then when we went and did the anatomy scan at the high-risk doctor, that Maggie was all... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Maggie was my doctor. VIP. Uh, I just yeah. got to sit there. I remember there was one point that they had you take your pants off, okay. and, I, and we it were putting was... the curtain around you. And Becky's like, I "Well, shimmied. you're just gonna see a lot of me today." I was like, yeah. "It's cool, girlfriend." We <laughs> were like checking cool. my cervix, and Maggie's like, "I'm gonna look away." She's like, "I feel Whatever like I shouldn't see. Just I feel like it's private to see your yeah. to see your cervix up there in such yeah. a big uh, way." <laughs> um, but when they were checking. At the high-risk doctor, we also found out that I had a marginal cord insertion, which is something that happens to about 8% of people, mm-hmm. where you typically want, from what they told us, you typically want the umbilical cord to be attached as close to the center of the placenta as possible, mm-hmm. and ours was attached about as far away on the side as it could be. Mm-hmm. So the fears with that are like that he's not getting enough nutrition because mm-hmm. it's not getting into the placenta. And then also during birth, if they're a little too aggressive when he's coming out, it could rip the cord. Mm-hmm. So you just like, it's just like something to know. But it's like, for us, the way they explained it was not dangerous. But the combination of, of marginal cord insertion and bicornate uterus was like small baby, small baby is what they were worried about, that he's going to mm-hmm. come out really, really tiny. Right. So into my third trimester, we were at the doctor, we were measuring, and she was uh-huh. like, which we love our OB. She's like the most kind person in the world. Um, she was like, oh my gosh, baby is looking good. She always called him baby. Baby. Baby is looking good. We were talking about like, you know, if you make it to 41 weeks, like would you be interested in induction or should we wait? Like mm. she, she is, like uh, my OB was very like, it was all a conversation. It was never yeah. like you should do this or you should do this. It was all a conversation. And he was in your third trimester, he was measuring normally. Measuring totally normal. He okay. was small baby, um, small baby, but you were doing. Yeah. He, on was, track. he was on track. He was not measuring tiny. His weight was good. His mm-hmm. length was a little longer than yeah. well, expected, which well, uh, based on his dad, it's like, yeah, okay. Have you I mean, seen he had a Keith? 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> but he was measuring quite long. And then, yeah, we had seen her. We saw my high-risk doctor. They were like, everything is looking good. Like, And how are you feeling? I was feeling, trimester? we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to uh-huh. make Because we had been pretty worried before that of like, okay, he might come a little early. He yeah. might come a little early. But mm-hmm. we were thinking maybe 36 weeks, 37 right. weeks, like a little early. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that can happen, which mostly with what happened to me with my water breaking is another uncommon thing that happens to people. Mm-hmm. Most people who give birth, the doctor breaks their water. Mm-hmm. So the water will break when they're at the hospital or when they are you know, going into labor. My water, I was sitting on the couch, as one does with Jared Popkin, just mm-hmm. eating candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keith was making us dinner. Yep. We were watching a documentary, and I just felt like I peed my pants. And I was like, oh. Weird. And I was in jammies, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, 
And I just okay. kind of stood up. Jared looked at me. I looked back at him. And I was like, eh. You know, because yeah. I, so I, like, like, I don't want to announce that maybe no. I just peed my pants. You, you know? know, and I think you could clearly see that oh. I had maybe peed my <laughs> pants. And he was just kind of like, oh, okay, maybe Becky peed her pants like YOLO. <laughs> so I get up and then it, YOLO. YOLO. Um, I get up and it happens again. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. at this point I'm running to the bathroom. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe my bladder's just like. My pelvic Going floor is just of, different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's when I get in the bathroom that I realize like, oh, this is not, this is like a large amount of fluid. Mm. And at this point and up until like we were in the emergency room, I was like, I'm leaking fluid. It's fluid. And Keith's like, your water broke. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. It's fluid. Mm -hmm. Why you knew? It's not. You yeah. Knew it was water. Oh, because you weren't sure. I was just not admitting it. Like okay. I was okay. like, no, it's fluid. It's something else. Yeah, it's just uh -huh. a little bit of fluid coming out. At this point, I have like, I have like my bathing suit bottoms on with a towel. <laughs> like it is, there is no stopping uh -huh. this fluid that's coming yeah. out. And he's like, no, we're going to go to the emergency room. And yep. I was like, okay, let's go. Went to the emergency was room. Was it a little bit of denial because you weren't having contractions? Yeah, I felt totally normal. I was yeah. like, no, it's not. It's yep. not. It's just fluid. Nothing's yep. wrong. I yep. was like, nope, we're going to go there and they're going to say it's fine. It's okay. It's not yeah. my water. If I'm it not was giving like, birth right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would know. You would know if I my water know. broke. Okay. I think yeah. I, I would know. It's yeah. my water. Yeah, it's my water. Which, I would by know the if way, <laughs> if your water's leaking, it doesn't matter. It, you you got to go. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're not having contractions or you don't know. You got so that's not good. You got to go. That's what we learned about when we got there. Was there's this? It's called prom, which is or the rupturing of the membranes. Rom is when your water breaks. Mm -hmm. Prom is when your water breaks before it's, it's supposed to. Before it's supposed to. And then P-PROM, which is what I had, is when your water breaks before it's supposed to, before the baby is term. And what mm -hmm. they considered term for P-PROM is 36 weeks. Mm. So my water broke at 33 weeks, so about seven weeks early. And mm -hmm. I like just gotten to 33 weeks. Mm -hmm. And the reason we learned that that's like dangerous to happen is because you're the way it was explained to us is that the water basically protects you and the baby from infection. Mm -hmm. And so when we get there, they're throwing around things like sepsis. And Keith and I are like, what? What are you talking about? Because mm -hmm. um, at this point, we we're also trying to leave. I was like, oh, this oh. was a mistake. We shouldn't have come to the hospital. We should have gotten in the car and drove home. Because again, we're on vacation. We are not in the yeah. town we live in. We right. are not at the hospital we're used to. I'd never been to this hospital. And yeah. our first experience, too, with the doctors were, I love my nurses. Mm. My nurses were phenomenal. My nurses in the NICU were phenomenal. I did not have one single good experience with a doctor, except <sighs> for the woman that delivered your the baby. doctor that delivered the baby. Oh, like every other doctor was horrible. Their bedside manner was horrible. Like at this point when I was in the ER, they had this, he explained to us that he was like a retired doctor that was just like on call. He's not the normal mm. guy. That's he's retired, there. but he's the one in the ER. He's like a retired OB. This is, he's like the overnight person. Cause it's okay. around midnight. I know I was that's like, really okay, crazy. I don't love this that's vote of not, confidence from you, sir. It yeah. seems like he was like last resort and like uh, sort of shouldn't have been there at all. A hundred percent. Yeah. And he was a thousand years old. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just a thousand years old. We called him the turkey man because he did resemble a turkey. Okay. Um, and honestly, I'm only being so mean to this man because he was horrible. Oh. Yeah, we were. I mean, I'm in full tears because I'm like, what is happening? On, yeah, and home. I'm on the phone I'm with to have our this baby. Yeah, yet. I was on the phone with our doctor or the on-call doctor at the hospital we were supposed to deliver at, and actually, he was very kind on the phone. Like I could mm -hmm. hear in his voice 
how upset he was for us that we were in that situation. Yeah. But he was like, you have to stay. He's like, if you were in the car and you were already on your way, I would tell you keep driving and just come here. But since you did the right thing and you went to the hospital, like, do not leave. Like, it would be so dangerous for you. It would be so dangerous for the baby. Right. Um, so I'm full crying. Keith yeah. is white as a ghost. And this doctor has the audacity to be asking me, because we're like, okay, we're going to get admitted. Let's do it. They ask you what medications you're on. Mm -hmm. I have been on Zoloft for five years probably at this point. Mm -hmm. I have a psychiatrist. I have an OB. Yeah. I have talked to them about this. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. talked to them. Zoloft is the one that's length. great for pregnancy. It is the most researched mm -hmm. antidepressant and anxiety for pregnancy. Is The way my OB and I talked about it is much better for my baby for me to be on Zoloft oh, and not yeah. having panic attacks right. than to be, you know, than yeah. for him to not have the residual Zoloft that's going into his system. Mm -hmm. This doctor was like, oh, you're on Zoloft? Oh, usually I tell my patients that, you know, we want to get them down lower. You're like, you're like probably four or five times higher than what I tell my patients to be on. But, Why would you say that goes, right now? First goes, of all, you're not, in the ER to have a baby. This is, He's not your doctor. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, he goes, I am mad. Oh, we yeah. were livid. And then he goes, um, yeah, usually I would have my patients be on less, but we don't want you going through withdrawals right now. So, <gasps> and my Keith God. and I are like, like it's the, the TikTok sound. The woman it's was a, too stunned to speak. We were yeah. both just like, huh? Why are you talking to me about yeah, this? Yeah, He's not going to change your protocol. He's just shaming. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like, also like, uh, the setting, the scene, we're in this, like, the hospital we gave birth at was very nice once we got to the labor and delivery unit. And once mm -hmm. we were in the NICU, like, those were very nice places. Their ER was mm -hmm. horrifying. It was, like, something on a TV show. I was in this little room with a little cot. I'm on, like, a puppy pee pad. Like, uh -huh. there was, I remember Maggie talking about all the things that were happening at the ER when Zach was there. So I am watching these people like a hawk. <laughs> mm -hmm. This one nurse was coming at me without gloves on to like look. And I was like, ma'am, are you going to put prom. gloves on? Mm -hmm. And prom. she like started laughing. She's like, of course I'm going to put gloves on. And I was like, okay, but I just like don't see any gloves on your hands right now. So I just wanted to be sure. Um, so I was very nervous about where we were because of that. And so Maggie yeah. and Rachel are Googling, like, is this uh -huh. a good hospital? Uh -huh. I didn't, I didn't tell I was Becky. looking it up and yeah. I was like, um, maybe they'll meta vacuum back to Los Angeles. That's what I, I was like trying. Cause I was yeah. like, okay, he's going to be premature. Let me like, look at like the uh -huh. level. Is this a level, level NICU? Level yes. NICU. And I was like, okay, I'm not texting Becky about this. I'm just like yeah. doing this on my uh -huh. own. We found this out later. <laughs> Maggie and I were texting yeah. each other about I know. it. We were I was like, like, okay. Yeah. I see what this is. Yeah. But by the way, I gave birth at a very fancy hospital in Los Angeles and had to go to the ER a bunch that next yeah. week right after. And it was horrible. And I was misdiagnosed yeah. every time. Ugh. And it was truly abysmal. So I think ERs are kind of like a bad place in general. It was general. just like bad vibes. I mean, I, yeah. there are good doctors and good nurses, just like in every like in profession every they're ER, going to be. Sure. Yeah. I do not think that this man was representative of that whole no. hospital. Yeah. And when I told my NICU no. nurses about this man, they were like, mm, and I told them about my anesthesiologist mm -hmm. too, um, which we'll get to him later if you want to hear some. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of rage mm -hmm. is my... I will forever remember this man's face and be like, you, if I ever find him again. Um, but yeah, so we got admitted after that. Uh, they gave me some drugs to try and stop, like prevent labor from happening. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't in labor. So there was no, they weren't preventing anything. It was, it was, they explained to it, like they gave me magnesium, I think it was, to make sure that his brain was like 
formed fully or like something was better with his brain. Mm. But then or the was next, it to stop contractions? It's also to stop contractions, but it's something to give him more time to like have his oh. brain develop. I don't know. Maybe that was the steroid shot. They were literally just like, here's shots, here's shots. I think they, they give a shot for the lungs full of fluid. Sure. That's the steroid shot. Mm. That's the steroid. They're pumping me full of fluids because obviously I'm still losing a ton of fluid. Yeah. I am ballooning. I mean, I am just yeah. getting more and more and more and more swollen. swollen. Like I was on the little cuff, the blood pressure thing uh-huh. was like torture. They were like, try to sleep. And I'm like, it feels like my arm's going <laughs> to fall oh, off. Because it was oh. pinching so bad. But then the next morning when our actual doctor got there, um, he was like, oh, no, you don't you don't need to be on the magnesium. It's okay. Um, the crazy thing that Keith and I are always like, I can't believe they said this so many times. Cause you're like, what is wrong with you people? They were like, you know, you're at 33 weeks. Um, number one, they told us they were like, the mortality rate's really good. And we were like, Oh, oh don't say the word. Mortality. Oh, we were like, we were like that made our faces. And we we're like, that's good. Thank you for letting us know. Um, but they were like, but it would be like better if he could stay in until Friday. So this was like a Monday. They're like, it'd be better if he could stay until Friday. And we were like, Okay. okay, give me drugs. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I was like, I don't even feel like I'm in labor. I was like, I'm right. just sitting here. I don't know. Am I supposed to be and like... does he have enough fluid for that? Well, because they're pumping me full of fluid. Oh, so the fluid's okay. staying in. I was on total bed rest, was not allowed out of my hospital bed unless I was going to the bathroom, which mm-hmm. Keith would take me to the bathroom back and forth. And I had like leg massagers on. I had my IVs. I was getting like blood drawn. I was getting shots in the booty every like (laughs) however long. I was like, why the butt? Why the butt? (laughs) Um, But I had one nurse who gave me like a vitamin B shot at some point. She was like, sometimes people say this really hurts. She was an angel. It didn't hurt at all. Aww. I was like, you're a star, ma'am. I was like, I would be 10. like, you come back in here and don't let anyone else <laughs> in. <laughs> no one else can touch me. Um, no, she was really good. But basically, like, labor's happening, all of that ends up, Henry ends up being fine. Oh, his name's Henry. Just to let you know. <laughs> we were going to do, like, a little reveal at the end. Well, Perfect little Henry. Henny. Yeah, we call him Henny. Um, but Henry makes it out. He's fine. Um, the issue that I had during labor is things were happening where I wasn't going into like active labor, but I was having just horrific contractions, like just really bad, really powerful. Um, and because of the anterior placenta, it's hard to measure because it's covering Mm -hmm. where it's contracting. Mm -hmm. Um, and with P-prom, you are not supposed to do, you're supposed to be very minimal, minimal with the cervical checks Mm -hmm. because of infection. Like even the doctors are like, I don't want to do it. Um, and at one point I was like, I mean, we're already freaking. We told the doctor, we're like, we were supposed to do the, like, you know, it's not Lamaze, but whatever they call it now. I was like, we we're supposed to do the baby class this week. I was like, we don't even know what's going on. We don't know. Becky was texting our group up. chat. Yeah, she was Becky like, was I'm like, on Google, like, how to give, how to yeah, how to give like, birth. I was like, oh my God. I started Becky. a group chat with like 15 mom friends uh-huh. that I knew. And I was like, what do I do? What's this? What's that? Um, and like, I think the one that we got really nervous about was when they started asking about pain medication, because I'd always joked my birth plan is an epidural. Yep. I was like, I walk in those doors, you put that needle in my back. I am yep. not a pain person. Mm. Being pregnant was not something. I was someone who was more excited to be a mom and have a baby than mm-hmm. to be pregnant and give birth. Those were mm-hmm. two things that I had to do to get Henry, right? Yeah. which is the part that I love more. The other part was never for me. I was not looking forward to that. I wanted my epidural. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, 
This man what gets happened? in the room. They're finally like, you can have your epidural. Oh, so before this, they were asking us about like different pain medications that I could get. And I'm always cautious about anything I take because of being on Zoloft. You just have to be careful about interactions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I've never looked this up. Like we were planning on looking this up later. Right. Um, but at this point, I was like, Keith had taken me to the bathroom. I had peed and he opened the door and I was just shaking, like oh, no. bouncing off the toilet in pain. And he was mm -hmm. like, we have you have to take something. He's like, let's look him up. Let's try and find something. But yeah. you have to go on. Like, this is not. Why hadn't you gotten an epidural yet already by they, the time your pain was this intense? Because they don't do cervical. They didn't want to do cervical checks. So they didn't know how this. far They didn't along. know how far along. And that's where my labor wasn't progressing. And they weren't using your pain as an indicator for a need for epidural. No. Because it could wear off if you were too. Yes. If I won't. Yeah. If you weren't going to actually give birth for too long. Yeah. And they okay. had told me that and I was like, okay, I don't want to like whatever. I don't want to get the epidural and then have it wear off by the time, you know, he comes. So I was like texting all my mom friends. And I literally said to this nurse at one point, I was like, I have so many friends that have given birth. Nobody has mentioned this being in mm -hmm. this much pain. Mm -hmm. And while I'm saying this, I'm saying it very calmly now, but I'm like, crying I'm like writhing on the bed you described yourself to as get feral up. feral yeah I said feral because I was just like holding on to the side uh -huh. like pulling myself because I wasn't allowed to get up I wasn't allowed to change uh -huh. positions I'm not pushing or anything at this point I am just laying on my back like half screaming Mm -hmm. And usually you'd be time. able to like, at least like get up, bounce, wiggle, re yeah. re reposition, reposition anything. Uh -huh. And I was just like in excruciating pain. Um, and finally I was like, you have to check, you have to check, you have to check. And so they checked and they were like, okay, let's do it. We'll get the anesthesiologist. And I was like, awesome. Get, the, get them in the room. I want him now or her. Yeah. Get him in here <laughs> um, or them. Uh, I want him. And so they send Keith out because they said it's a sterile procedure. Your partner can't be in the room. I told you why they really. Did and that. I was like, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, you sent him out because he would have. He was rageful uh -huh. when I told him what he said to me. So I'm on the bed, uh -huh. and I am. I mean, I have tears in my eyes. I am grunting. I'm, you know, in eleven out of a hundred. You know, I am in pain. so much pain. Yeah. And agony. he goes, young lady, you have to Ugh. stop writhing about. First of all, don't say young lady. And young I was like, I, I'm like blacked out at this point. I have no You're idea like, what I said to this man. But I tell my nurse, I feel like I should be pushing. Yeah. And she goes, no. And I'm like, mm, I feel like I should be pushing. And again, I'm saying yeah. this very calmly. I'm probably screaming at this nurse. Yeah. I think I should be pushing. She basically like opens my legs. Henry's partying. <gasps> His little head is like, oh, hello. My. She literally closes oh, my, my legs, puts her hands on my hip throws my phone at me, hits a button, goes, call your husband. I said, no, uh, no, I no, need the epidural. Do uh -huh. the epidural. She goes, he's coming out. She's like, he's going to be out in five minutes. Ten <gasps> yeah. minutes. No. And I was like, no, no, no. Keith gets in the room. I'm like, they said he's coming out and I can't have my epidural. And he's like, that's okay. We're going to do this. It's going to be fine. He's like putting okay for you. A, cold, a cold rag on my face. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it like this. And no, like, I need it. I need oh it. Oh my God. And he's already crowning. He's already, it was ring of fire had already happened yeah. when I was oh, talking Becky. to that anesthesiologist while I was just laying on my back. Like, And he's telling you to stop and he's writhing telling me around. to stop writhing. Yeah. Um, and like, I am so out of it at this point that like Keith had to, they were trying to tell me to push by holding my breath and pushing and mm -hmm. I was oh. obviously screaming and pushing <laughs> and I was like not understanding what they were telling me to do. So Keith was literally like, Becky, go, <gasps> 
And he would just stare at me with his breath, holding his breath. Oh, and so I would do that. And yeah. Um, so it help? It, you know, I figured it out at that uh-huh. point, but I was so out of it that I was like, I had no idea what was going on. Um, and you're so like loopy and your hormones are crazy and you're on drugs and you're oh. like, you know, except for you're not, except on I'm not drugs. on the drug that I wanted to be on. Oh, that was taken thing. away. Um, when that man left the room, I was like, no, no. Come back. you were rude, but come I was back. like, yeah, in Titanic, <laughs> Anybody out there? Um, so Henry comes. The room goes from being, you know, me, the nurse, Keith, and like one other person was in there to mm-hmm. about fifteen people because they knew he was going to be premature. Um, so he, you know, pops out. He's wrapped up. I get to like put my face on him for like two seconds, and he's gone. Like mm-hmm. they are. It was a runaway kind of situation. The NICU team came and intercepted. The NICU team was ready to go. They were all hands on deck. Um, And then, yeah, that was birth. That was crazy. I cannot believe how fast that was. I can't believe how fast. And the whole time you were in pain and wanting to push and they weren't letting you. Oh, yeah. There was no... I've never gone to a hospital before. I only have, like, hearing Zach's experiences with, like, Uh chronic pain or Kelsey's experience. People talking about, like, their pain not being believed. I've never had that personally happen to me because I've never been in a pain to not be believed. Mm. But... At one point, they were telling me, like, oh, you should, like, watch a movie because it'll probably, like, help take your mind off things. And I was just like, oh, take my mind off things. <laughs> I don't think this is, like, psychosomatic. Yeah. <laughs> well, Henry's, like, like, physically in pain. His, like, the crown of his head is moving through yeah. your body. And I'm, like, laying on my back still, like... Chilling. Oh my god. Chilling. Like it was just I had never had that happen before and I was I I definitely gave me obviously a greater compassion and empathy. Yeah, Not mother- that I didn't have it before no. for people who live with pain that other people mm-hmm. don't believe, but like it was horrible. It was awful. Like hearing your story too also, I feel like we all just take our moms for granted. I'm yeah. like you did this. Oh. For all three of us, I like think of my sister. I'm like, mom, it's you crazy. did crazy. It. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, and it's just, yeah, it was wild. It mm-hmm. was a wild experience mm-hmm. for me. It lived up to what I thought. Something I didn't love, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the hardest part was like every choice that I had thought I was going to get to make, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I had absolutely no choice in mm-hmm. any part of. From probably like the minute we found out I had a bicornea uterus all through the pregnancy and then all through the birth, not a single choice got to be like my choice or like what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very hard to like reconcile. And then, you know, you've given birth. Henry's out. He's with the NICU team. Um, I can't go see him because they make you like lay down or whatever for two hours and probably make sure you're not totally loopy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had been in a bed for two and a half days at this right. point, mm-hmm. only going like five feet. Um, so Keith went with him and we knew that was going to happen. We'd actually called um, Chris Reinecker because mm-hmm. his baby was premature. Um, and he was like, let me know if you guys have any questions. Let me know anything. And I thought really good advice that he gave us was they're going to take the baby away and you're going to want to stay with Becky and be with the baby at the same time. You can't do both. Mm -hmm. So like kind of make your peace with each other Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. go be with Henry. So Mm -hmm. we had already talked about that. I was like, 
don't stay. I was like, as soon as he leaves the room, you go with him and mm-hmm. just make sure everything's okay. Um, so we did that. We got to, I got to see him like two or three hours later. And by like hour, I think five, I was pumping. Mm, wow. Like wow, it was that's so fast. It was so fast. And they were just like in and ready to go. And like most of the nurses I had were like, you know, I feel like on TikTok, sometimes you see the hi, mama, hi, mommy. Uh-huh. And it is very true. That is how uh-huh. they almost all they of them don't came into know the room. Your name. They're like, hi, dad. Yeah. Hi, mom. Which it was really sweet. And like the first few people that came in were like, oh, congratulations, mom. Like everybody mm-hmm. was really excited because I think it is that moment where you're like, I am very excited to be a mom. However, like this was not the best day of my life. This yeah. was like the start of a really unfun time in my life and it wasn't until I had a nurse who also had a baby at, had all of her babies at 33 weeks mm-hmm. she came in and she was like I'm really sorry mm. yeah she was just like I'm sorry that like your choices got taken away I'm sorry that like all the oh, this part always makes me cry and I'm like don't yeah. cry don't do it you can Aww. cry I know it just it's one of those things where it's like you see a lot of things about like having this golden hour with your baby and getting to like hold them. And you know, you're supposed to be in the same room for 24 hours so that you can bond. It's like, mm-hmm. I didn't get to do that. All those things that they talk about, you know, Oh, you should start trying to breastfeed right away. Cause it's really good for your bond. And you're hearing all this and you're like, fuck, I'm not going to have that bond. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be missing out on these things, which I'm not, I'm very, Henry and I are very bonded. He's yes. my best friend. I tell him all the time. I was like, you're my best friend and I'm your best friend. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that it's like, even when we would go into the NICU, there's like, there was like a list of things that were like tips for breastfeeding. And it's like, mm. can we move this sign? Yeah. Yeah. Can we move like, this sign? That's all well and good if yeah. it's good for you, but it's yeah. not how it goes. And yeah. so that was very difficult. And especially... I mean, I guess we kind of buried the lead. We were in the NICU for six weeks. So we were, yeah, we were not in our home. We were, you were in a vacation rental. It's like you weren't even like at your house. Yeah. Which I will say for any like new parents that are looking on TikTok of like, you know, what you bring to the hospital to have a baby. Mm -hmm. I could tell you from my experience. You could bring nothing. (laughs) You could have three pairs of underwear and give birth and they will provide you with everything. Oh, my gosh. They will give you all the things you need. Um, But, yeah, so the NICU, that was its own crazy beast where – this is another part where I'm like, okay, doctors really need to work on their bedside manner. I could tell, not tell you a single doctor that Henry had in the hospital. Mm. Not one. Couldn't tell you the doctor that – admitted him, couldn't tell him that discharged him, couldn't tell you the one that was at rounds, but I could tell you that Patty and Lexi and Leslie and, <laughs> uh, you know, Ida, Irma, like all oh. these women that were mm-hmm. there, uh, I could n- list all the NICU nurses. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we saw them every day. They took care of us. They took care of Henry. Mm-hmm. No clue who those doctors were. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those like very – eye-opening experiences which I'm sure I mean you're a nurse so I'm sure yeah you're like yeah that I mean hospitals about right <laughs> hospitals can't run without nurses that's oh, why I'm no. just yeah a hundred percent no we are the backbone of hospitals not even the backbone I think you're the front bone I think you're the, the whole bone you're the whole body you're yeah the whole you're body. all the bones all the bones yeah things would fall apart if there weren't nurses oh so. oh absolutely so be doctors just show up they doctors just show are very important for like, but yeah, 
they're very important, but they just show up for like five minutes of like glory and the nurses do everything before, during and after. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the NICU was crazy on that discharge day because at our hospital, which um, we were very fortunate to have an amazing doula who also had the same thing that I had happen, P-Prom, but even earlier than I had it. So she was mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. She had a much longer, we were in for six weeks. She was in for much longer. Wow. So she was a really amazing resource into talking about certain things. Cause even like I would be talking to my friends and be like, they'd be like, how's it going? And I'd be like, Oh, we're trying to breastfeed right now. We're trying to nurse right now. It's not really working out. And they would send me all these recommendations and Mm -hmm. I was asking for them. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. was saying I'm having trouble, but the reason that I was having trouble is like, he can't suck, swallow and breathe at the same time. So he's choking and I'm seeing him turn blue. Right. It's very different than a term baby who is having trouble latching. Right. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where I like kind of had to mentally be like, oh, okay, I need to either explain myself more or like not ask for that stuff. And so having our doula was just great. It it was like absolutely priceless and it was not price. I mean, it was, it was a fee. It should be included in insurance. It is insane to me that every person who gives birth or has a child does not get that support. Right. Because without her, like I always say, like I would not be as good of a parent if we didn't have our doula and if Keith wasn't as good of a parent as he is. Mm -hmm. Like without that support system, I, I would have like just cried all the time or like, you know, it would have been Mm -hmm. very difficult, but our doula was really good about being like, okay, you know, and during my NICU stay, this is what happened. And she would kind of try and guide us through the processes, but her NICU kind of let them go in blind and you were discharged when you were discharged. You didn't know for us, we had a countdown. So what was happening to him is because he had an immature digestive system, and an immature respiratory system, he couldn't suck, swallow, and breathe at the same time. So as he was getting better at doing that, um, what would happen is when he was bad at it, not bad at it, babies aren't bad at it, when his body was not functioning the way (laughs) it should be. When he was not to term yet. (laughs) When he was not to term yet, when he's negative five Uh weeks old, um, he would basically suck on the bottle, choke, turn blue, Mm -hmm. catch milk in his cheek. like, And we're talking tiniest little bit of milk. Um, and he was getting more and more milk as he was there, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, and that's kind of like, that is mm-hmm. not unusual. That's for, a no, that's that not is, like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty standard yeah. for where he was at gestationally. Mm-hmm. Um, but towards the end when he was able, he was very successful with the suck, swallow, breathe towards the end of his stay, obviously, mm-hmm. cause you get better as you get older that and takes you practice. know, it takes practice and you're having nurses and uh, really just nurses. Not, I was about mm-hmm. to say nurses and doctors come in. Nope. Those doctors do not feed that baby. Those OTs. Nurses, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, our occupational therapists, our respiratory therapists, both of them were absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, you know, really helped us in like holding him up. You know, he couldn't, you know, when you see like a baby on TV, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Sarah and I always talk about this, um, like fantasy that we have of child, like what childbirth and having a baby looks like. Cause that's yeah. what we've seen on TV. Mm-hmm. Like you, the birth you think is going to be this one beautiful way and then it's not. And you're like kind of crushed. Mm-hmm. That kind of happened again with having a preemie is where he was like, I'm like, Oh, you see people like I've seen my friends like holding their babies and they're like, you know, in their arm crook and they're, Mm -hmm. you know, giving them the bottle and, or they're nursing and it's like so beautiful and like so sweet. Henry is like four pounds, nothing laying horizontally on our lap. His Mm -hmm. head is fully in our hand. 
got a pinky under his chin, our mm-hmm. thumb and ring finger on his cheeks. So you we're, can push up and push in. Yeah, so we're holding, and then you're holding this itty bitty bottle because he's mm-hmm. only getting like a, you know the smallest amount of milk anyway because he was getting milk formula, um, enhanced or fortified milk, um, and yeah, that was just it. Fortified milk, my milk, and formula. Mm-hmm. Um, he was getting those things, and you're doing paste bottle feeding. So like by the fourth or fifth time we had done it, our hands are like cramping, Cramp. our uh-huh. arms hurt. We're like leaned over like so uncomfortable and we're like I can't wait to just feed you in a way that like we're both comfortable because I feel like you're not comfortable mm-hmm. either um so once he was good at doing that or his body was good at doing that then the next hurdle we had to jump was him not having those episodes of not like holding his breath and like not breathing when he was sleeping mm-hmm. and that's sort of was the more scarier one because when he's feeding you're looking at him I can see his face I can you know, they got us really, it was like baby boot camp. We were really good at telling his cues of like, he's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. he's about to choke, he's doing totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. we were able to distinguish that pretty well, but when he's sleeping, you're not yeah, mm-hmm. staring at him every five seconds. So he had to get better at not, or his body had to get better at not holding his breath while right. he was sleeping uh-huh. and turning blue. Um, so it's not what you want to happen to a baby while they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would give us a countdown and they'd be like, okay, um, if he can go the next seven days without this mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. you can go home. So we kept getting that for the last like two weeks. And then they were like, okay, if he can go five days, you can go home. So we're like, okay, we got we got it, we got it. No, that went back. They were like, okay, if he could get the next five days, he it could would go. Reset it resets back to five or seven. If he had seven. like a non-breathing yeah. little incident. Yeah, and Maggie was with us when one of them happened. And mm-hmm. it is it was so fast. It was it's like, quick. It, has, mm-hmm. it has to be under a certain amount of time for them to, they would call it not counting it. Mm-hmm. And like when it happened, Maggie was like holding him. I was like, the monitor it looked like it was like not catching. I don't know if yeah. that one counts, but. Yeah, we were like, I don't know if it counts. And you could just see, like, I would just, like, mm-hmm. look at the nurse and be like, did it count? Did it count? And they have to, like, check with the doctor mm-hmm. and come back. And they're like, yeah, it counted. We'd and how are to- you and Keith doing at all these resets? I know. At the beginning, it was fine. We were like, we called the count imaginary. We were like, whatever. We don't even want to know what the count is because it doesn't okay. matter. Because you don't want to bring, he was like, he needs, he's yes. where he needs to You don't want to get your hopes up. Yes, which is what happened at the very last week he was there. We were on a five-day count. It was day four. And if he had made it through that day into the next day, he mm-hmm. would go home the next day. Mm-hmm. And we got there. We asked the nurse first thing. We were like, hey, how's he doing? And she's like, oh, he's doing great. And we were like in our heads like, oh, yes. And she's like, well, he did have an episode. And I just like, I left. I like left. I was like, there's no privacy in the NICU. Like we had these mm-hmm. little like cubbies that you could kind of build yourself but like at this point, I was like, I just need to like go hysterically sob somewhere because uh-huh. I thought we were going home. Like it was a Monday. I was uh-huh. like, we're going home on Wednesday. We're doing uh-huh. this. And that was the only day where I was like, I can't be here. Other yeah. than that, I had been with him every day. After six weeks of that, like that's. It was. Ugh, you guys were so like in the beginning. Crushing. I was like, my heart was breaking for you because in the beginning, when especially when you yeah. were feeling like you were missing mm-hmm. out on the bonding, I was like. After you guys are like, he ne- he's exactly where he needs to be. Like he he doesn't yeah. need to be home. Like we're we're comfortable. And then to see it drag on for so long, my mm-hmm. heart was just. Because it's like, as and you time knew passes. he was ready by the end of that. Yeah, I mean, or he was close. Hard. He was close. We knew he was close because again, we didn't. Every time we tried to tell ourselves like it's better that he did this here with a team of nurses 
looking after him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better that he did it here. It's better that he did it here. But that day I was like, I can't do this. And I just left. I went and slept, came back the next day. Obviously the count had restarted and we were able to go home at the end of that week, which yeah. was like huge. Cause at that point we did get to the point where we were like, okay, we can't stay here anymore. Like paternity leave is obviously different when you own the company. Cause it's not like you're getting, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, how it works yeah um but we were go- we had always said we we're gonna do six weeks and so that was all of the NICU stay mm-hmm. and so Keith was still coming back to try and do some things here and there that he wasn't like that he fully was not able to not do um but we knew at the end of it it was like oh we're gonna go home and then we're just gonna have this baby here <laughs> And, and it's just going to be back and, be, and being and readjusting to yeah. taking a baby home is so different from when your baby's in the hospital. You yeah. have totally. people there. constantly monitoring them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was joking with our nurse, Leslie. We just loved her. And I was always like, you're coming home with us, right? <laughs> you're going to live with me. And she was like, no, I can't live with <laughs> I you. I have to stay here with the babies. I have to stay here with the other <laughs> babies. And you were like, like, that sounds fine and all, but Henry requested. Yeah. (laughs) So we did two weeks just by ourselves um, once we got home to readjust to like what life was like. And those Mm -hmm. two weeks we spent with our doula Mm -hmm. and she really gave us like we had gotten a really good boot camp at the NICU. Like we Mm -hmm. could he was in an isolate for a while. So we were able where, you know, it's like a little baby tube where Mm -hmm. you like look in and you just put your two hands in. Mm -hmm. So like Keith and I could change that baby in. Two mm-hmm. seconds, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. feeding him, burping him. We were all, we were copacetic on those things. But like the actual being with your baby for over 24 hours, yeah. we mm-hmm. were not used to. So having totally. our doula there to like show us like different like ways to comfort him, ways mm-hmm. to, we had gotten good at swaddling. Um, so that was a plus. Uh, but she was just really good at being like supportive of the like emotional part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like adjusting to like, pumping trying to nurse trying to when he first came home I just exclusively pumped I didn't nurse at all because at a point in the hospital we stopped completely because mm-hmm. I was like he's not getting weight like I'm not mm-hmm. yeah. I want yeah. this baby home I will you know yeah. I was formula fed and I love my mommy is what <laughs> I said <laughs> and he had his uh, own unique needs like yeah. a lot of people don't realize when babies are premature they Eating, I mean, even for a term baby, eating is like a full body workout. So if yeah. he's expending mm-hmm. more energy, yeah, than, than what he was eating. taking in, I was like, I'm not, I'm not playing this game. And that's Let's exactly why you stop. had to fortify, yeah, regardless, yeah. So. And then so when we got home, she was very helpful in being like, okay, you just want to exclusively pump. Let's work on your schedule. Let's get your milk production down. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did introduce more nursing, she was like, okay, here's some tips for this. Here's some tips for that. Like she was mm-hmm. very It's so nice that just she integral. could cater to what you needed at yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of like a an overarching like, here's baby Pamphlet. class. Yeah. Here's how yeah. learn the CPR. Here's how you swaddle. Yeah. Feed them like this. But she could like respond to you and your baby. Yeah. Right? It was absolutely like we were so lucky and so privileged and so just happy that we could have her. Because we also don't have family here. Mm-hmm. So it's just me. It is a true like we're raised by a village, you know, mm-hmm. like right. even when we were in the NICU, like I said, Zach and Maggie brought our cars down. They drove their car and our mm-hmm. car so that we could have two cars. 
Matt brought us clothes and literally at one point we're FaceTiming and he's like lifting up all my bras so I could <laughs> point out. I'm like, Matt, no, the one with the clip. And he's like, this is a clip. And I'm like, not the right clip, Matt. <laughs> That's the clip to put the bra on, yeah. not for nursing. Yeah, but he's uh, going through and he did that more yeah, than that's once not a to great bring job us for a all the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Ryan Garcia came over to our house and got our nursery chair, put it together. Aww. We had a second nursery chair that had mm-hmm. been like back ordered. So we ordered this one as an emergency and we're like, we'll just, you know, whatever, send it back. And um, so we actually ended up both assembling and disassembling the Aww, same chair for sweet. us. Yeah. He hung our mirror, the cats, my best friend, Hannah, she mm-hmm. came over every day to feed the cats oh. because we were only supposed to be gone two days. So I just mm-hmm. gave them extra food and water and was like, we'll see you. We'll, we'll see you on Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, and so she came in all the time. Zach and Maggie came when we weren't there. Nick and Rachel came to the mm-hmm. NICU. Oh. Zach and Maggie, mm-hmm. Matt all mm-hmm. came to the NICU to just like sit with us. Yeah. Um, even just like being able to like go out to dinner or like feel somewhat normal Mm -hmm. um, made like all the difference and even now again it takes a village like right now Mm -hmm. Keith is outside with Henry Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm a never say never person so like I'm not saying I'm never gonna get a nanny just right now Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing it's me and Keith and Henry Mm -hmm. and that's our little life Mm -hmm. Um, but like you'll be when you watch eat the menu there are a couple coming out Nick Rufka is holding Henry <laughs> off screen <laughs> or like Erica or uh-huh. Rachel. Someone Trust is me. like holding Henry. Happy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which we did make sure everyone were like, you don't have to hold this baby. Like I was like, if it you is don't totally give me fine. that baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, and like Sarah, Miles's wife has uh, this mommy group that she started. And that has been like huge. She'll come over to the house for like 20 minutes with mm-hmm. Julian. And like, we do mm-hmm. not live very close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so having friends that are saying like, come out, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Mm-hmm. Like leave the house, leave yeah. the house. Becky. I think the most isolating yeah. part of being home was when Keith went back to, mm-hmm. uh, to going into the office every day and I was at home with Henry and it felt like I was trapped. Yeah. Like yeah. I felt like I was trapped. Henry felt like he was trapped. He's a baby that loves to go out. We went to a concert with oh. Zach and Maggie and um, Nick and Paul this weekend. Mm-hmm. And he's just like happy he as a clam being mm-hmm. like, outside being held by people like scooting around like mm-hmm. and it is very daunting like as a new if you're by yourself at home feeling yeah. like you can't leave and like if only we could have like a third arm sometimes because you're yeah. like can you just oh, hand me yeah. this really quick <laughs> I just need one little I'm like oh, I just need to take one little shower uh-huh. like <laughs> just one Henry. Yeah. but like having friends come over and texting yeah. like I think all of that like mom thread that I had started will still text and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Like, let's go get coffee or mm-hmm. I'll come sit over. Do you need your dishes done? Like, mm-hmm. cause it's like, yeah, it's weird. We brought, we didn't bring a ho- home, a baby on day one. Mm-hmm. We brought mm-hmm. home a baby who was a month and a half old. Right. Mm-hmm. And was negative one week old when we brought it home. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a very different, I feel yeah. like just the world's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very nervous about during the pregnancy was people finding out that not finding out that I was pregnant because like, I mean, if you watch like that second Hunger Games video, I'm sitting next to Garrick. That woman is pregnant. Yeah. That woman, there is a baby popping out. Um, like I was ready to pop. Uh, yeah, I texted Miles. I was like, is it? She's pregnant. It's yeah. like, are we good? for the release? And he's like, I think so. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily like 
I don't want people to know I'm pregnant. At the beginning, sure. Like, mm-hmm. we told our friends, maybe mm-hmm. Rachel, I texted the same time <laughs> yeah. I texted my parents. I was like, Rachel, is this I was second faint line? To every period. Yeah, Rachel like, knew my got ovulation your period? cycle got your at this period? point. I got mine. Did you get yours? And she was like, no. And I was like, uh-oh. Hey. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's the full moon. We won't get excited. Yeah. Yet. But so she knew. I told Zach and Maggie, like, and Matt and David. And we, we weren't very secretive about it with friends and family. Um. And the, I didn't want the internet to know about it sort of at the beginning stages because so much can happen. And like we were dealing with a high risk pregnancy where some of the things you Google that are horrible do happen. Right. Um, so I was like, I just don't want to introduce that because with my friends and family, I'm okay talking about if something did happen, I would talk to that, talk to my friends and family about that. That's not mm-hmm. something I would talk about with mm-hmm. the public or make content about. That's yeah. just not for me. Um, but then once I was visibly pregnant, it was more about, I'm just not going to acknowledge it. Like, I'm not going to, like, I didn't want to buy a ton of new clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll buy some things. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was, you know, very visibly pregnant and people were like, honestly, I thought people were going to be more disrespectful than they were, (laughs) but people were just honestly very nice. When we met them out in public, they said, congratulations. And like, they would be like, oh, we'll do a selfie. We'll just do our our heads so Aww. that we don't see your body. And I was like, that's so nice of you. And like yeah. once we got the okay from our pediatrician to take Henry like out in the world, I remember we went to Target. That was our first like big family outing where we wore him and we were like, <laughs> we're going out. We're going to Target. Target. <laughs> Target all day. And a fan spotted us and came up and was like, oh, my God, congratulations. Can I get a picture? Um, And like our general rule is we just don't want to show his face on the Internet. Like that's, you know, his it'll be his decision when he wants to do that. So Keith just leaned down and was like, oh, yeah. And like, just don't get the baby's face. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And like that has been the interaction almost every time we've met a fan. Um, And if it's not the reaction, the other reaction is congratulations. No, no, I don't need a picture. Mm. Like it's just been so nice that people Mm -hmm. are being so respectful. And like, I do think the idea of like taking pictures with other people's kids is getting more Mm -hmm. in the zeitgeist of people being like, oh yeah, I shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't share a baby's face that I don't know without permission. Like, oh yeah, let's not do that. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it's just been like, people have been really nice. people have been honestly like the fans are very very sweet and have been really respectful and respectful if we're like hanging out like we went to Shakespeare in the park and a girl just kind of ran by us and was like I love you can sit with us (laughs) like didn't stop because she was like I assume being like oh you're with your family Uh I won't interrupt that's cute oh it's just nice it's just nice it's like one more like weight off Uh your shoulders just because it's like yeah I don't want his face out there Mm -hmm. I feel like that's yeah. not a crazy, no, unreasonable request. No, and it's not like we're not going to talk about being parents. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, yeah. I've just told you about my birth, uh-huh. <laughs> my birth story, and our six-week NICU journey. Like, we're not going to be like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, nothing. Went to the bar. Yeah, like, sometimes went and partied. <laughs> in, in the middle of things happening th- that quick, I think that you did at one point want to tell the world that you were pregnant but there was just so much going on yeah Mm -hmm. it was just too much and like I feel like we still I personally I still haven't processed like all the trauma that happened with the birth and like Mm -hmm. even feeling comfortable enough to say anything because it's always Mm -hmm. like well I don't want to say something wrong I don't want someone to Mm -hmm. I don't want to invalidate anyone else's birth experience I don't want to 
you know, misspeak and call something the wrong name or like, I don't know. It's just so much pressure to like not say the wrong thing. And I'm learning that's just kind of what being a mom is right now or being Mm -hmm. a parent is because you're going to talk to other parents who are also in the same boat of being like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Especially when it comes to child rearing. I'm sure like this is your your baby. You don't want to hear that you're doing the wrong thing with your baby. And and it's like people want to share and that's their way of connecting. And sometimes you don't want that. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to connect in this way right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I want to connect in a surface level way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like I'm not asking for advice. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's coming from someone who's like gives so much unsolicited advice <laughs> to literally I mean, every person in the world. It's a little <laughs> bit your job. Yeah. But, but it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it opens up the door for a lot of unsolicited advice that can add mm-hmm. just more pressure onto something that was already so stressful. So stressful yeah. and mm-hmm. so tough. And like we wanted to do this episode, mm-hmm. we were like, "Let's do it! Let's yeah. do it!" Yeah, yeah you and didn't then, get pressured into doing this episode. No, you wanted no, no. to share. You yeah. brought it mm-hmm. to yeah. the table. Everybody, especially at second try, like the edit, everyone was very respectful. Like Zach and Maggie's wedding, people were like, "Let's just like make sure we're not showing, you know, too much of a pregnant Becky." YB mm-hmm. was I was like, show whatever you want at your wedding. I yeah. was standing on the freaking aisle. Like, yeah. don't not share your yeah. your Why beautiful be wedding pictures. That, like, yeah. a champ. Mm. I was just like, you do not have to do anything for me to, like, hide the fact that I'm pregnant. I don't want the comments on your wedding being mm-hmm. Becky's pregnant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I didn't want people to see it. Um, mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. I... It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's all fine. And that's why we wanted to say what his name was, too, is because we don't want to put the pressure on any of our friends or even like our like tertiary friends that we don't see often, but are also on social media. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to like accidentally say Henry and then be like, oh, God, I've told the Internet this huge secret. Like, no. His name is Henry. He's an angel baby. We love him. We love him. He loves coming into the office, seeing all of his friends. Yes. And yeah, you'll probably never, we're, we're not going to make like a video where it's like uh, Eugene babysits Henry for a day. Sorry, it's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. Don't look forward to um, it. Don't, don't expect videos like that to come out. <laughs> but he will be, he will be the baby in our lives. Yeah, we will talk about yeah, him. Yeah, we'll talk about him. Our friends, we've already had conversations with all of them. Where I really like what like Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard do, where they just put mm-hmm. like a little heart emoji. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try and make a little Keith face emoji just to put over <gasps> Henry's face oh. <laughs> just to give him his privacy for you know you for should. as long as he wants it or I needs it i don't know it. if a keith emoji is gonna read weird like keith, keith is a little baby a little keith keith is a, a little baby keith. wait you should have natalie or that's what i was thinking yeah, he yeah, has like cute. a dedicated emoji yeah that's always we'll constant. share it with our friends because yeah. we have so many friends with babies and so many friends that like we've we're going to do like a picture book of all of our friends when the first time they got to hold him. Like mm. those are things Aww. we want to share and we want to let our friends and family be able to share those things, but Aww. also give Henry the privacy of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you can keep your face off the yeah. internet. It's okay. I also think for those photos, it doesn't, you don't need the baby face. Like you just want to see no. the adult being like so excited yeah. and having babies kind of look similar. Oh yeah. You know, like, all, I, like, I know what it, I know what he looks like. Yeah. Generally. Generally. He looks like a baby. Yeah. But the moment mm-hmm. is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But seeing, yeah, that connection between his aunts and uncles. Holding, yeah. When I came over in yeah. PJ's, cool. Oh. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was also replaying my photo and I was like, didn't I cry? <laughs> Great. Yeah. Everybody Great. looked beautiful. 
It's a beautiful moment. Yeah, I, mean, I think I was beautiful. way too excited to see Henry. Henry is like looking at my face like, what is this? Why He's is like, this? I you? love you. No, he looked at Maggie like, I love you. I love Who's you, Auntie Maggie. Maybe we'll do the third time I held Henry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, can yeah. debate. Yeah. We'll, we'll fl- I'll float through them. Give everyone, yeah. you know. Now that I know it's turning through. into a book, I'll get ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a photo shoot. Maybe we'll do it when we dressed him in the girls in matching outfits. <gasps> Cute. So you guys, we maybe talked a little bit longer than we thought we were going to talk. Who... Would have thought that we'd want to talk more than 30 minutes about um, childbirth, <laughs> child rearing, um, birth trauma, um, the NICU journey. I could talk 30 minutes about that <laughs> that uh, epidural man. Yeah. My anesthesiologist. Young lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> young lady. So what's happening next episode, young so then, lady? This young lady is going to let you know that the next, we're actually going to have Keith come in for the beginning of the next episode that hmm. we're going to have. That way... He can have his chance to share his experience, and he still gets all of our wonderful mm-hmm. feminine energy in here, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be different than when he talks about it on the tripod. We're going to mm-hmm. try and not have like a huge amount of you know crossover on that. But mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for listening yeah. to this story, mm-hmm. for letting for me cry me in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm with you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it feels very cathartic to like have it out there and be in mm-hmm. the world and. Um, yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. This yeah. was nice. This was thanks this for was sharing, Bex. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for telling us. And yeah. we'll see you guys next time. Just make sure you're washing your hands. I saw a TikTok where these girls were like, "Who needs to wash their hands?" And I was like, "We're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're all no. gonna die. You all need to wash your hands all the time. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, wash your hands. Pee after sex. Mm-hmm. Um, be nice to people. Be nice to yourself. And yeah, saying saying bye from. Two moms. Oh, two moms. Two moms and, and Auntie our, Maggie. Our Auntie Maggie. Oh, our Senora Maggie. Senora. Auntie Maggie. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Proud aunt. Yeah. And this is our first episode back for me with Rainy on the ones and the twos Woo! in her new oh, position. Oh, yeah. 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 Rainy, job tell, tell the audience. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Um, and now I'm the producer. <gasps> yeah. So um, we'll see. <laughs> so Rainy's our new mom now. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.